just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 76 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 4, Episode 9, Some You Give Away. This is it. This is like the most anticipated episode, anticipated moment of all time, surely. Like, nothing has been more important than this in the world, ever. I like drugs more than I like pain. (laughs) (laughs) Because, well, Sophia's bush has like a... Sophia's bush (laughs) has a history there. That's exactly what you just said. (laughs) Get that on a fucking (laughs) t-shirt. That wasn't what I meant. I will write that one myself. So, honey, put the pen down. I've got this. I reckon Mouse got a wang on him, hasn't he? He's got a massive dick. (laughs) Yeah, because that's why Erica Marsh left him. Which one's which? Well, you're going to have to be Lucas because, you know, you're identical. And I'll be Hayley because, you know, I'm talented. (laughs) I could be the mayor and you could be the cocaine. I'd try and snort you. Or you be done, I'll be Deb, and I'll taser you. <laughs> Your face, then. <laughs> Such disappointment. Why do I have to always be tased? In the airport, in the gate, to go home. <laughs> yeah, I looked across, and his legs were slightly open, and his balls were hanging out. <laughs> in the airport. <laughs> I see. Is that, is that a pigeon? Is that a pigeon? Come here. Come here. Now say it with some bass in your voice. Where the motherfucking gangsters are right now. 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 You know, where the motherfucking gangsters are right now. O T H what? Sing away. O T H what? Ravens. <laughs> Ravens Call me Colonel now You little ungrateful bastard <laughs> Call me it Before I get your dad on the phone And we'll have a 30 minute conversation <laughs> And only 10 words have been exchanged It will be about how ungrateful you are For the opportunity to be on this platform Which is the People's Podcast Which is O-T-H What? O-T-H Ravens Appearances Keeping up appearances Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. Really good talking to myself. <laughs> Nicky, Nicky. We don't have sex scenes like this in One Tree Hill. Like this was like in terms of they were literally in bed, you know, humping. Um, and... <laughs> you know why, Simon? Why? Because fuck you, Dom. <laughs> <gasps> 
I raise my hand and be like, um, Mr. Michael Murray, it's, I'm a long-time fan. Wonderful to be here. Season 3, episode 13, uh, you, uh, as Lucas, had to hump Brooke and kind of just did this weird friction like that. I made this noise. Can you hear that? Yeah. That's that's what you did. It was horrendous. Um, how did that feel, being a divorced couple, having to, to basically dry hump on another one set? Uh, can I check? Do you love dongs? <laughs> you must love dongs to be in this pit. No, but do heroin, drink a Diet Coke, and have a cigarette. That was my right. diet. Yeah. Pretty much, that's it. It wasn't a walk, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm glad I came on this walk with you." It wasn't a walk. It wasn't. It was barely even a stroll. He practically rolled out of fucking bed and ended up on a bench outside the fucking cabin or whatever it is. Oh my god, he actually has full flute. What we celebrate today? Oh fuck it, it's Wednesday. I'm gonna bang in some champagne. La de fucking da. <laughs> Tell you what, Keith does not manscape at all. He just naturally is just perfectly contoured down there. It just it falls into place. So hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always ten thirty at night. So it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs, and settle in. As tonight's episode for debate is season four, episode nine. Some you give away, Dom. We're here. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks, mate. How are you? Very well. Especially well, because we are joined by good friend, Raven. She moved recently. She's in somewhere else. She's in a different room every time we speak to her. Kara is here. Kara, how are things with you? And welcome back to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Things are good. Excellent. And you've joined on a momentous episode, potentially one of the biggest of the entire show. I'm assuming that's why you picked this one. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And Dom, obviously you've seen it now. Do you feel that there's, there's debate to be had to say that this could be a contester, a contestant with 316 for being the best episode that we've seen so far? Or 315, you like 315 more. In terms of content, yes. In terms of performances, no. It's it's a good episode. There's there's a lot that happens uh, and there's a lot to go after and unravel, unpack and, you know, predictions for the future and stuff. But I guess I'm in the, the, the ultimate difficult situation in that, yes, this is one of the best episodes I've seen so far. But so far, I'm only at that so far point because, you know, I've still got, five seasons to go and there could be something magical out there so that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping for season eight magic (laughs) that's yes (laughs) keep keep hoping cross those fingers tightly uh kara how do you feel about it in in regards to comparing it to 316 which where do you sit on it oh well i definitely think this is one of the best episodes in the show, I'm a little biased because uh, Lucas and Peyton are my favorite characters. So anything with this type of situation with them, but um, three six, it's hard to compare with three sixteen because it's just such a different feel, and the impact of that one was so important that it's almost uncomparable. But as far as love for the show and the episodes, 
uh, this is definitely one of the top for me. It, it kind of feels like 315, 316 saved the show and, and kept it alive and kept it going. This episode was just a, a, a decent one in a in a season of, you know, accumulative, you know, events and things going on. So, and this was kind of like to top it off. And then, yeah, I'm desperate to find out kind of what happens next. So I'm really looking for, uh, that's kind of always like the scary thing as well. It's because you get a really good episode and you're desperate to find out what happens next to see what's, you know, the, the turn of events that are going to take place and how it all unfolds. But, you know, as many people going to turn up to that watch along, it's always a giveaway how many people turn up to that watch along because then I know this is an episode worth watching. You know, this is, well, they're all worth watching, but is, this is one that people see as significant and see as, as like an important one or a really good episode in the season or for the whole show. So, yeah, ton- tonight, as soon as people start dropping into the watch along and, uh, and those numbers start going up, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to gauge how good the next episode is going to be. Was there a lot of people in the watch along for this one? I can't, I feel like there was. Yeah, I think it was 22. 22. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I don't think we've, well, that's kind of where we get like maybe 18, 19 on an average. It's pretty, it's pretty healthy. It's a big group. If we were all in one room watching the t- the, the same TV episode, you know, that would <laughs> be a busy room. We're going to need a few couches. We're going to need bean bags. We're going to need lawn chairs to get everybody in that room, aren't we? That'd be a blast so. too, wouldn't it? That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> we twenty twenty five or twenty four, depending on the maths, we will do it. We will be renting some big house and we will ensure it has a big TV and we will watch One Tree Hill on repeat. Maybe we should pick like the best episode from every season and watch those nine episodes, you know? It's still quite a long time, isn't it? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still, it's almost like half a season. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a good seven hours of watching One Tree Hill. <laughs> That's a day, like, gone. <laughs> if there's ever a group to do it, it would be this one. <laughs> one after the other. Go, go, go. <laughs> so, when does that time period of 2024, 2025 narrow down? When are going to know well, what year it, it is? It's a good question. Well, it depends on how many breaks we have, but I think since we've begun we've only ever missed a couple weeks like here and there like around christmas and then even when when uh i had my baby we didn't uh my wife and i had our baby we didn't even have a break because we just block recorded but the problem is, is we can't do block recordings anymore because we we have ravens on and because we do the watch along and stuff and that was before any of that existed so but i it depends basically if we have any more children and when i say we i mean if dom pops out a baby or (laughs) like you know if his girlfriend or if we have my wife and i have more children or whatever it gets those but if nothing like that happens and we just go week to week uh i'll do the maths on the watch along but i'm pretty sure it lands in like towards the end of 2024 like maybe september 2024 something like that but then we want to line it up with when they have a convention, you know, so that we can... But I think they do maybe two or three a year, maybe. What if they're doing a convention? It's near, Let's say it's getting near... We're getting near the end. Let's say I've got five episodes left, but they're doing mm. a convention and I've not watched those five episodes. Do mm. I still get to go? Do we go? Or do we, we wait? We would just... 
if it was just five episodes, I think we would just take we'd take a week off of work each, right? To, right. Together, and we'll just do one a day for them five days, and then get on the plane because it's too. I'm not having you can't unless we were going to do something special, right? Where we go, we you don't watch the last episode. And then we watch the final episode in person with everyone and with then Chad. go to the convention. <laughs> yeah. Chad, you're here for a convention. But what you actually don't know is we've been doing a podcast for four and a half years and you're going to watch the finale with us. <laughs> for free. <laughs> Fuck off, Marvin McFadden. We don't want you. <laughs> His agent didn't want us. Yeah, true. Well, Kerry, are you coming? Is that is this you? You're asking buying questions. Like you're getting them. You're, you're with us. I'm absolutely with you. You're making me nervous though because I have a trip possibly planned to Europe in 2024. So I was planning to do that and then this in 2025. So if I have to save up for both in the same year, I need to know. Could you imagine if we you're flying to Europe, we're flying to America? That would be terrible. <laughs> Awful. Awful. My Europe trip would coincide with the Summer Olympics if I go. So just make sure the mm. convention's not that week. Okay. <laughs> I, I, think histor- I think historically they're like November time or February, I believe. For some reason, I have that in my head. But uh, I'm quite friendly with the graphic designer for <laughs> the conventions. Why is that funny? <laughs> just... Oh, I just think of Wayne in these moments and <laughs> think you're quite friendly with so many people and then there's Wayne. <laughs> okay, I've got a couple ins, you know, connections um, and she is one of them and, she's do- and she does, yeah, all the graphic design and all that sort of stuff for, for those conventions that happen in Trick. So I'm trying to get an in with her so that we can get some special treatment. Like we've already been told that Dom and I could get press passes um, to like maybe set up and do a live podcast there or something like that. But that's not good enough. We need something. We need a, a, a you know like the velvet rope section for <laughs> all of our ravens. You know, we need some sort of backstage access to you know Chad, James, the people we want. Uh, you know Hillary Burton if she's there I'm just saying that because you said Peyton and Lucas you know are your favourites whoever you need I'm putting it out there I I reckon so we've got about 75 Patreons right around Mm -hmm. there yeah so I'm I'm just saying a bit more but it's alright that's fine you know I'm saying this now I think all 75 are coming so I'm having it in in mind that all 75 are coming so we say to them We've got 75 people coming. That's the the most money you're going to make this year, just on this 75 people. So we need a special corner just for, for our Ravens and our podcast. So we're asking for, so. just a special corner, like a VIP lounge kind of thing. You know, Some sort some higher up. It's sort of that you have to step up to where we're at, so we're elevated. Like rostrum, isn't it? It's like like stage mm-hmm. that you can put together. Rostrum, we'll, we'll be on that. Yeah, it will be cordoned off. We yeah. can take it in turns to you know manage manage who who can come in and out. Mm-hmm. Should we get a stamp? A stamp? A little stamp? Let's yeah, maybe and maybe a, a wrist a wrist. Yeah, a bracelet. Yeah, I'd like to keep mine afterwards with like the navy <laughs> bracelets. Oh yeah. But but we'll put something identifiably us on there. 
so that we'll like, put our, imp- lo- our, our logo on one of the beads so imposters can't get in there we go there we go I, perfect this is all coming together <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i think i think what we need as well is a picture professionally done with all of our whoever comes with us right let's imagine maybe 20 i reckon i met we could 75 would be great but i reckon i reckon we could get 20 let's imagine we have all of us and get a picture with the cast you know like all of us and chad all of us and joy all of us and whoever right i think we deserve that for free because we're special yeah why not or the they're paying us they're paying the ravens because you know they're going to want a picture with us and the ravens right i think so (laughs) especially paul (laughs) desperate to be your friend isn't he (laughs) he's he's a lonely guy apparently i i i think i think i deserve a hug with paul i I want him to try the jacket on now that it's been tailored and (laughs) it'll be like a prank i'll be like i'll be like oh god (laughs) <laughs> things have changed this last year you've bulked out like <laughs> no well okay Kara we want to we want to roll in um we we know your fav your favorite top five shows Dom remembers them go on Dom uh One Tree Hill Dawson's yeah, that's Creek number six yes Gilmore Girls oh wow I was trying to throw you under the bus and you're doing <laughs> it. It gets and you're harder doing from it. there. <laughs> is it, is it, is one, is it, I think one of them's a show that I'd never heard of, potentially. Is um, one of them 90210? No. no. One of them isn't Vampire Diaries, is it? No. No. Is it, is it Friends? That is one. Uh huh. So you've got oh, three. Is the US office on there? Nope. No. No. The OC? Nope. Oh, I can't. Yeah, it, it was a long something... time. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm so can sorry. Can we? Can we? Can we have a clue? Can we have the genre? Uh, one is a police show. Oh, Chicago PD? No. No, I remember you saying it now, and I'm sure it's one I haven't heard of. Oh no, no, it was like CSI something, wasn't it? It was not CSI, NCIS. Same thing in my head, but yes. <laughs> it's that, not the same I'm, thing. I know it's not, but yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I knew it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, that, there we go. Is um, that the one with LL Cool J and um, Robin <laughs> O'Donnell, probably, Chris O'Donnell? Um, there's an, I think that's NCIS LA. The original NCIS has Mark Harmon. Okay. There's like branches, isn't there? They're, yeah. right. they're all over the states what's the last think... one then what are we missing Everwood that's the one I hadn't heard of I still haven't heard of it <laughs> uh, I did okay I got the I got three I could take three out of six you I know, think you did pretty good One Tree Hill counts like <laughs> Kara because it shouldn't just be one way can you remember what ours are <laughs> Uh, One Tree Hill. <laughs> That's one of mine. Is one of yours? Yeah. I guess I'm going with Simon first. Let's see. Because I know be the, Simon would be the easiest to do because mine 
has never been Star consistent. Star Trek is one of yours. That'll do, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is one of yours the U.S. office, Simon? I think it's both of yep. us. Both, okay. Yeah, you get two ticks for that one, well done. <laughs> That's all I one of one of, one of mine is it came out the same time as Lost. They were like the two really big shows in like 2004, 2005 and Dom and I started to podcast it. Prison Break, was that it? Yeah. Dom likes war stuff. So <laughs> his like Band of Brothers, did you ever watch that? I I haven't. No. I don't like war stuff. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the opposite to One Tree Hill in some ways. <laughs> About Derek, though, we had Derek, the Lance Corporal. We did. We have a, yeah. we've ha- have had a Marine. <laughs> we've had one singular Marine. <laughs> I mean, like we've had a field of Marines, but we, yeah. did, we, we didn't really talk to them. <laughs> Uh, my other ones are Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. Wait, what are, what are they? Lot, One Tree Hill, Lost, Prison Break, Cobra Kai, The U.S. Office. This is us. Oh is yeah, it? this is us. Yeah, this. That's is your us. new one, right? Your new. Favorite. That's my new. Simon's latest that's one. My, you took Friends out one. to put that in, I think, didn't you? Uh, maybe I took the Office out. What am I missing? No, you said you took <laughs> Friends out. Oh no. Okay. oh no, I took friends out. I took friends out to put the office in. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So wait, what are your five? Band I have of Brothers. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. Star Trek the Next Generation, Band of Brothers, uh the US Office, The Wire mm. and something else, but I can't remember. Should we just make one up? Cobra Kai as well. Cobra Kai is brilliant. I, I implore yeah. anyone to watch it. Don't worry about the karate stuff. If you don't like that, it doesn't matter. I still it's have perfect. to watch that. It's been recommended to me by everyone I know, and I haven't watched it yet. There you go. Even us. <laughs> it's, it's so good. You'll love it. You'll, you'll get through it so quickly. Um, anyway, hit us with a bad movie that you love. Um, this time I'm going with the movie Stick It. Have you ever heard of that? It's a gymnastics movie. Ooh. If you're a gymnastics fan, it's probably one of the the best plus most desired to make fun of gymnastics movie all gymnastics movies are terrible but it's probably the best of the terrible gymnastics movies (laughs) (laughs) excellent okay stick it what 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 sort of year did it come out in oh well that's a good question i don't know i'm guessing early 2000s okay in that period and I'm going to Google it while we're talking. 2006. Okay. Well, that's a good bit. Anybody in it of note that we would know? Um, Missy Peregrin is in it. And she's currently on a TV show called FBI. Um, And that was one of the first movies I remember seeing her in. Nice. Excellent. Okay. Well, there we go. Well, let, let's uh, let's move in to this episode of One Tree Hill. It is, like we said, massive, infamous, you could say. Um, who do you want to start with? Kara, who do you want to start with? 
Um, this is probably every time I'm going to come on, but Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's perfect. This the start with the best and work your way through. So uh, I feel like I have to be really vocal because the people on the watch along are just destroy Lucas every week, and I'm like, he's a great character and an awesome person. Can so, I just add? Is, is that in the chat that they do that? Yeah. So just to make it clear to anyone listening that doesn't join the watch along, I'm excluded from the chat. So it isn't me destroying Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the, true. For all the Lucas lovers out there. Well, well two, of them, two of them are here. Well, yeah, I mean, Kara, I think that the only Lucas fans, true Lucas fans that I know of our Raven community is you, me and Nick. That's it. I think no, I don't know anybody else that outright would be like, "Oh yeah, he's my favorite character," which is crazy to me. So because... surprising to me, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, well, he has he has a great episode. Uh, do you want Dom to do his perfect synopsis? Sure. I will do my very best. If I miss this out or I'm in the wrong order, please feel free to realign me. I don't know what this is as well. I do a lot of hand movements. Obviously, nobody can see that except you two, but never mind. Um, Okay, Lucas. Lucas has been told by Peyton uh, that she is in love with him, head over heels, and it's like he's the best thing since sliced bread. And his response is, oh. (laughs) Which, you know, fantastic response. And we kind of start the episode with Lucas um, at the river court. He kind of... It has his moment with Nathan there, doesn't he? Nathan, this is where Nathan approaches and kind of tells him, is this where he tells him that he's got to throw the game? They can't win it because he's like mm-hmm. training and like practicing and can't sleep yeah. because he's got the whole Peyton thing on his mind and he's he's a little bit nervous about it and worried about it. Yeah. And, uh, oh, rubbish. Um, yeah, uh, and, yeah, three one. Yeah, ridiculous. And then um, it, it he gets frustrated with, with Nathan. He's very upset. And it's, uh, you know, this is Whitey's last game. This is this is the most important game of our lives. This is what's going to send skills to college because, you know, even though he hangs out in the, you know, whatever centre, like student centre all the time, he's not going to college because whatever. But I, I guess it's to do with scholarships because college is ridiculously expensive. So fair enough. As things move on, um, where does Lucas get to next? Is it the game? Uh, he's on the bus. Oh, he's on the bus. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So, and he says to Nathan, you know, kind of like listening to skills, be really excited about the game. And he's got three scouts from uh, different college, three different colleges, coming to watch him uh, and watch the team and see how they get on. And this is kind of his big shot. This is this is all of their big shot and their moment to really make put their team on the map and get them, you know, scholarships. Uh, and potentially go to you know some big decent colleges and get a decent education but play college basketball which i know in the states is huge is like massive um and uh we get to the stadium they're, they're kind of getting ready and this is where uh lucas tells skills that nathan is going to throw the game and that they're all a little bit concerned a little bit worried uh, oh no! Like him and Skills actually have a conversation about Peyton as well, 
and skills is the one that kind of tells lucas you know maybe you do love peyton saying oh was like a, a bad response because you're the one that puts yourself into these situations to save peyton you don't just happen to be there she happens to be there you go to be there you know and, and you make you make your way to to save her which i thought was a really really good point i think you know that's it's good that he's kind of opened lucas's eyes to this uh, and made him aware because the whole falling for brooke thing and just being in this kind of trap of brooke is the one that i love and uh, and all of that we know that she isn't we know it's Haley, really but peyton will do for now um <laughs> and then as uh, the episode goes on skills uh, is made aware that nathan intends to throw the game because he's got people after him and uh the the story kind of develops that from there that lucas and skills take it upon themselves to to kind of shut nathan out don't give him the ball because he's just going to give it away and cause loads and loads of problems and then it gets to a point where we kind of have the main turning point of the game and it changes and uh, Nathan decides to be a team player and they're going to win. They win the game and then a nasty, nasty thing happens at the end of the episode. But we'll get to, I guess we'll get to that when we get to other people like Nathan and Haley mainly. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, Good. Lots to unpack here already. The I just have to say the scene where Lucas is on the river court and Nathan's telling him that they're going to throw the game. Chad Michael Murray's performance there is so good. Like he's so angry, but in the right way. And the way he just throws the ball away. Dare I say it? Am I going to get hate for this? Maybe. But are we here to speak the truth? I think so. He kind of was acting circles around James Lafferty in that scene. I love you, James. I think you're great. But I think there's a difference. I feel like... I mean, we saw it in the Topsy Turvy episode. But I feel like Chad Michael Murray could play both roles. And I guess you could say James Lafferty could as well. Because he kind of does. You know, he starts off as a major douche and then he's not... But I think that Lucas, Chad Michael Murray can play those sensibilities a little bit better. Like he can play the the vulnerable, showing the emotions. I don't know, just just my opinion. Um, I think James Lappy is a, is a really good actor, but I just think that some of these things come a little bit more natural to Chad Michael Murray. I think there's a reason that his star has risen a little bit further, perhaps. Is that controversial? Kara, is that controversial to say? I don't think so. And I think that there's a place for like certain scenes are better for certain actors and and kind of in their wheelhouse. And emotion is definitely something that Chad does really, really well. Um, And yeah, I thought he did great in this scene. Uh, The fact that I can't remember Nathan's reactions probably compliments that thought. (laughs) I'm like, what is he doing in this scene other than talking? So yeah, oh, the throw of the basketball and all that and just being able to get to that place of emotion. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I thought it was really good. And then piling the guilt on, like you said, Dom on the bus, sort of saying about, you know, well, you, you tell them that to the other guys. But then what I really love is when Skills and Lucas decide that we're going to freeze out Nathan and, uh, and it even alludes to it earlier in the River Court the day before saying, well, we we battled each other on this court, you know, at the beginning of the season or whenever it was or last season. 
and that's what's going to be happening again and i loved it because that's kind of what we've been missing is they that the tension that they had in the pilot but when it comes to basketball like we've had all of the tension with dumping dumping lucas into swampy puddles and crashing peyton's car and all those kind of things but we haven't had them butting heads in basketball and so I loved that. It was like the tension again because we, the show doesn't, re- I'm potentially because Chad's not potentially gifted in real life in at basketball, they kind of lean a bit away from showing him playing and, and competitively and all the rest of it because it's probably complicated to get stunt doubles in and blah, 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 blah. But um, this was great to see and I loved that they were at odds and that they were freezing him out. And I loved when like skills is... Like, hey, Nathan, why don't you just get off the court, you know, and they're sort of... Because he's just had enough, and that's his opportunity to be scouted, and he's messing it up for him. Sorry, I'm going all over the place. Dom, how are you feeling about all of this? Like, you've given the synopsis, but what is your opinion? Yeah, I, I think you're both right in terms of um, Chad Michael Murray's performance, especially in the, the Rivercourt scene with him and uh, James Lafferty. It, I had to try, desperately try to remember his name then. I was going to call him uh, Nathan. Um, and you can see that. You can see that emotion coming through. And I think you're both right. He does do emotion incredibly well. I think Nathan, uh, like James, can do um, like happy, then sort of sarcastic, kind of irritated person quite like really well. And it has some really good funny moments. Um, uh, and you know can really play on that and, and kind of plays around with like with his characterization with that sort of thing but when it comes to chad i think he's much better at being this kind of emotional type character you know it, he that plays perfectly into kind of peyton being his opposite number and um uh hillary burton i mean of course uh being his opposite number with how they both play emotional incredibly well um but yeah, Lucas in this episode, I thought was just like kind of like the everyman, wasn't he? He was like the linchpin kind of, to be honest, of the episode. He held the team together. He was kind of holding things together with um, like Haley and that and, 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 and the rest of the, the cheerleaders kind of like talking to everybody, it, bringing Peyton together, like him, him and Peyton together sort of th- sorting things out with Brooke. I know that other people, you know, have interfered and other things have kind of come to light that make them think, you know, okay, that, that isn't us. I that's not our relationship, you know, meaning Brooke, Brooke and Lucas when they go, yeah, well, let's just be friends. And it's kind of, he's at the center of each bit of attention, every interaction. And, um, uh, I think that was really important for this episode. Yeah, for sure. And, and, as it goes on, we, like you said, Nathan has a change of heart, which we'll talk about later. But there's <laughs> Lucas great... needs a change of heart. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But there's some really good, like sport, sporting choreography with the basketball in actually using Chad Michael Murray, but using him in like really quick, succinct passing between him and Skills and Nathan and. When it turns up in the second half, it's a great. There's some great musical cues in in this episode, and that's one of them. When it like 
turns into the second half and Nathan's like dunking the ball and then we get all of that so good like gets me so hyped and got me so hyped like these basketball sequences are some of the stuff that made me buy basketball and go out and start playing you know and getting involved so it's uh yeah these are some of the best basketball moments in the whole show I think and I mean, we also we Lucas even um, has moments with Dan like after after the final, you know, sort of hits in with Dan saying, you know, this you know this is a good moment, enjoying talking with you and blah blah blah, and Lucas is like, yeah, just wish Keith was here, mm. you know, that reminder. But yeah, I think the only person he doesn't really interact with is his mum. Yeah, doesn't actually talk to Karen. I don't think. <laughs> this whole episode so <laughs> that's true mm. well well let's do let's do predictions at the end because we want to talk when we get to the crash and everything um oh is that a spoiler <laughs> it's a big moment such a big moment <laughs> uh who do you want to go with now Kara? well before we move on from lucas i just want to talk about the whole interaction with peyton Oh um, yeah, at the beginning, <laughs> that's like ah, the moment. But yeah, I mean, I will say, as a fan of loving Lucas, like he can be incredibly dumb sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I also know from growing up as who I am that that can be a very normal reaction for a young man <laughs> when someone tells him how how she feels about them. So like. Oh, so dumb, but I love how it's set up for the conversation with skills and that interaction is one of my favorites as they talk through, well, let's think about this. Like your words, his words for so long have been, I want to be with Brooke. Um, I want to make it work. Why doesn't she want to be with me and all that? But every action throughout the last, every season has been that he has this incredibly awesome connection with Peyton and so I'm very excited that they're starting to to kind of move that direction now and see what that's going to be like um going forward and glad that he told her finally I, how he felt. I would like to uh just note here that all boys are dumb yeah. uh, and uh, there are moments where boys cannot be dumb but for the most part, they're dumb. And yep. uh, that continues into adulthood. And mm-hmm. it was yeah, it was a really, really good moment, like with skills saying, you know, let's 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 talk this through. Let's think about all the situations that she's got in, you know, um, by pure chance, the, like the whole school shooting and, you know, everything that's that's everything that's happened to her, basically. And who's been there to kind of support her and pick up the pieces. And the, the whole Brooke Lucas thing is like his mind was i've said it a few times before but this episode kind of really hit it home for me and it was i want to be in a relationship i want that kind of perfect romance like romeo and juliet before the deaths at the end you know (laughs) I, i want this to be something special and really meaningful and that person is brooke but it, it it was a mistake and it was just like he wanted that feeling he wanted it to be brooke it was never going to be brooke cuz she's not she's not that character i mean I, I don't mean as a as a character in the in the show i mean just her like personality and the way she is and the way this character is built they don't match 
they're they're you know they they say opposites attract but these opposites definitely don't they just repel they push each other away and he he had to have that kind of guiding moment and i I think it's a nice thing that it was brooke that was like come on man you know it was skills that kind of told him but then it was brooke that's like come on we know who you want to be with. We know who that person is that you want standing next to you and who it's always been. It's always been Peyton. And and that was the turning point. And that was when it became this real Romeo and Juliet moment and kind of overlapped and took over. So I totally agree with you. Like, thank you for going back to it and pointing it out as well. So good. For sure. I mean, I just need to know, I hadn't forgotten the moment of when they win and the confetti comes down. I just thought that I might play more into Peyton's path but actually maybe we should just talk about it now because that is definitely as I always tell you Dom the t-shirt worthy moments that is a huge one you know that it's you it's always been you Peyton right uh yeah yeah nice shot nice there and I love all of that the imagery of where it flashes back to the pilot you know and she's saying oh you know I'll be seeing you and it's mirroring and it's great, and he gets all of the flashbacks. The music in over that's going over that scene is great. I love the fact that the audience or the crowd is muted, so it's like you're only hearing the dialogue, you know, and you're not hearing any of the background noise and the confetti's coming down. And, yeah, it's you. You're the one I once stood next to me when all my dreams come true, which is that moment, and... There we go. And then they kiss. And it seems right. It actually looks right. Like They have good chemistry as mm-hmm. people, I think. I think in a weird so. way, there's a, there's, a, there's a comfort to it as well because we know about the issues in his personal life with um, uh, Sophia, Sophia Bush. Bush. So, it, you know, to, to then think, okay, he's going to kind of step away from her now. They're, they'll have probably less scenes together or if they do have scenes together there's gonna be a few other people in the room so they're gonna be okay and it was kind of this was like this is this feels like a nice transition for the, for the real world as well <laughs> yeah and i think that outside of uh the production that chad and hillary burton get on really well like they post pictures with each other like you know as good friends at conventions and things like that so i think it, they probably always had like a good friendship i would say uh dare i say um uh, that it's it's me that you want to sit next to you when all your dreams come true oh, well, oh my is, god there is oh that. My god. <laughs> i've been waiting i think they're now set as a couple this this won't change this is it now they're 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 in their like forever couple end game yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't going to call it that, but well, I mean, if Lucas makes it to episode ten, then yeah, this is their forever couple, right? Or <laughs> just dead. <laughs> I'm hoping well, he gets. Know... I'm hoping he gets Dante's heart. <laughs> that would well, be you immense. know, <laughs> you know why he might be dead because the paramedic was doing CPR on his stomach. Oh, that was yeah. pathetic. He's basically <laughs> punching him in the groin so to try and wake him up. Belly button. <laughs> yeah. What what I really enjoyed was the two 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 
compressions and then putting his fingers on his pot like carotid artery or whatever to try and feel a pulse and be like his heart's not beating but you can't feel that in any of the places you just touched <laughs> you cannot tell that <laughs> it's ridiculous oh, if, if anything pushing on his stomach is just going to make him pass wind like it's, <laughs> it's not helping him with, with breathing you know just we're just emptying him out <laughs> yeah it's gonna empty him out before and then then i'll give him mouth to mouth or whatever oh, but God. you you could tell that he had they had to do it low for the camera angle right but it just made it look silly it was too <laughs> like it should have been that he just did the compressions and then backed away or something so the camera could go in but well okay well just to finish up with lucas and we might as well just in terms of he he go he has cardiac arrest um because he didn't take his pills because he wanted to play at full capacity or full potential let's say because nathan was trying to throw the game i mean dom i feel i think he said after on the watch along that you thought something was going to happen with his heart but with all of the mayhem of what was happening with the car crash and Haley doing like backflips because you didn't just get hit it was like nasty bam bam you know did you forget about the heart thing? Were you like taken by surprise that suddenly our man Lucas has gone down? Uh, a little bit, yeah. It was. It wasn't until he kind of like reappeared that I thought, "What's going to happen with him?" Because uh, because you, you do forget about it. You know, you're in the cafe. It's all nice. It's all fun. Peyton's finally happy, and we know that that can't last long. So, I mean, in the space in the space of twenty minutes, she's gone from elation to just pure misery again. You know, or like fear that you know another person's going to leave. Um, and uh, I just can't help but feel sorry for Peyton so much now. You know, particularly in this season. But um, yeah, like it, it was it was a surprise, but kind of one that you think. You've been shown the bottle. You've been shown that he hasn't taken his medication for a reason. Something big is going to happen. So I, I thought it might happen at the game and it didn't happen at the game. So I thought, oh, okay. And yeah, like you said, kind of forget about it. And then when everything's kicking off outside, I'm like, oh shit, what's going to happen to him? And then, yeah, it was it was kind of like a like a surprise slash, okay, I kind of thought something was going to happen. But yeah, it happened in the wrong place for me. I kind of thought, at the game he'd have a bit of a collapse and they'd have to postpone or something you know you never know but yeah it was good it was Kara, can you remember when you first watched it whether you were surprised by that i don't really remember but i'm sure that i was because what i've learned is like going through podcasting the show the way you guys are like i think dom's almost like He's looking for those little moments and what to expect and what not to expect, right? When when I just watch a show, especially for the first time, like I'm not thinking about anything about <laughs> what's coming, what's happening. Um, however, I also saw this after I had watched season six. So I saw season six and then I went back to the beginning and caught up. And so there were things that... I already knew, obviously. Um, oh, so I, I now need to so, try and use nope. my mind powers to work that out. That was if Lucas not a spoiler. <laughs> was in season six. <laughs> nope. 
dear. But the fact that, you know, they keep referencing in season six that Lucas died mid-season four. So. <laughs> I said, you remember? Do you remember Let me when clarify we the, the that I wasn't talking about Lucas in that moment, but that <laughs> in general, as you watch episode to episode, when you watch it for the first time and you're not podcasting, like, you li- you watch it a whole different way, right? Like... Mm, so yeah. for sure yeah that's that's very true it's a very good point uh, and i mean the, the the first time i watch it when i watch it on the watch along um like i said i can gauge what the episode's going to be like when there's you know the numbers of people that are there on the very rare occasions that i see a recap which doesn't happen really often because simon even makes me turn away or like fast forwards through it but if i see a recap i kind of understand what's going to happen and what's coming up you know I, i've started watching a uh, a program on the recommendation of another raven uh veronica miles so i've been watching that and in the recaps some things go back go back really far and you think okay this character is going to reappear so it's just like the perfect way of like going oh remember this guy or remember this person and then you're like oh yeah okay so they're gonna they're gonna pop up so there's a lot of giveaway clues in, in shows like this and and yes I, I guess i'm kind of in tuned to looking for these things because i'm not watching it as that first time viewer kind of gooey-eyed chad fan <laughs> no i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> i meant something if anything <laughs> we stay we still stay gooey-eyed for him but the it's it's true even like me watching it and i've seen it this is like my sixth time or whatever I, when you're watching something and you know that you're going to talk about it you watch it so much in, in a different way you know because sometimes you watch things on your own and you're like well you're, you're never even going to think about it again after you've finished watching it it's like it's just in and out but with things like this you have to yeah pay attention to it so yeah uh who, who do you want who do you want to talk about now Dan? Do, pay- do you want Peyton. to do Peyton as Should well? We do Peyton? Sure. We've kind of we've jumped around Peyton, haven't we? But maybe maybe we can kind of finish her off because um, she's kind of she's everywhere in this episode. <laughs> but we, she has some really good moments with the with the cheerleaders, and there's a couple of lines in the car that are like a like a like a verbal punch in the face, and then it becomes a, an actual punch in the face. So yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, me? Okay. <laughs> always. It's always you now. What I really it's liked, you, doll. What I really liked about this episode, it's really non-linear. So it starts at the end and it, we work our way through. So we, we find out. And, and Peyton, Peyton's journey in this episode actually starts with her, with that look of fear and terror and sadness in, in her face, you know, that we've, we've all come accustomed to knowing Peyton Peyton Sawyer so um we don't know what's going to happen yet and uh, well obviously we do now but at the time you don't know what's going to happen you're just thinking what's going on and all these messages are coming through because you're hearing like radio what's it like radio commentary from like 18 years ago or whatever it was you know uh and there's so much going on it's all all a bit crazy and a bit bonkers uh, and then we've kind of got all the cheerleaders together. So she's told Lucas that she loves her and he's gone, oh, and disappeared. We've got all the cheerleaders together. They have to drive in a separate car because they're not allowed on the coach. And uh, Haley has to stop every like five minutes because, you know, pregnant. He's good to Lou and she's not feeling great. Um, and this is where 
uh, kind of Rachel suggests some sort of therapy and the best thing to do is to like embody embody the person that you're upset with and kind of talk as them uh and it is this really funny moments you kind of forget bevan's in the car but she has the best line in this episode uh in, in this section definitely um but like i can't remember who goes first it's Haley goes first and is like i'm rachel and i'm like basically a husband stealing bitch or whatever she says uh it jumps does it then jump to rachel that says oh yeah i slept with your husband or whatever and, and then it jumps to brooke and and says about about the two mums you know like see yeah she says don't uh i'm peyton don't love me or you'll die see mum see mums one and two yeah. something like that and horrendous it was just like, oh, that was like that was mouth wide open gasp sort of moment that was shocking shocking and i would have punched her I would have quite happily punched her for that. Even sitting in the back of the car. Whack. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then it, what does what does Peyton say back? Does she say anything back as to Brooke? Yeah. She says, I'm Brooke and I cut something to do oh, with... Oh, she said she stole... With... All right. I think that was the final line. I think Brooke said something yeah. about stealing or something, like stealing my boyfriend or something. And then Peyton said, oh, you know, I'm Brooke who stole her artwork for her clothing and didn't even say thank you. And then I think it went to Brooke saying, you know, see dead mum one and two, which, yeah, come on. It's so beyond over the line because they've been friends since they were kids. Like she probably, it's just rough. It's so rough. It's like almost an unforgivable thing to say. Yeah. It's one of those moments where it's Brooke being at her worst and you need her to redeem herself for you to like her again. And you almost get it at the end of the episode, but it's not quite enough. Um, but that, yeah, the car journey then like erupts into a, into a bit of a fight. They stop again. Um, or they eventually get to where they're going. But this is where Peyton, um, kind of sitting opposite Brooke, says, you know, actually, I have told Lucas how I feel about him. And his response was, oh, and this is where Brooke kind of says, well, boys are dumb, aren't they? You know, and that sort of thing. And that sentiment. And Peyton gets up and says, well, you can laugh now and, and, and walks away from it because she knows that they're, they're still not friends. And then we get to the issues with Haley. So Haley's uh, having some pains and it's a worry, obviously, because she's pregnant. And we get the, the great moment in the hospital where you've got the cheerleaders versus the kind of nurse slash like receptionist. And... Um, yeah, it all kind of kicks off from there, really. But they managed to to get Haley in and see a doctor, and then they all call the 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 nurse that basically refused to let them in. One calls her a bitch, one calls her a whore, one calls her something else, and then Bevan's like, "Thanks." <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. Oh yeah, Bevan in the car is like, "I'm Rachel and I've got red hair." <laughs> <laughs> it's and then, classic. Then we get the game. They get the win. She gets Lucas. Then Brooke is the one that comes running to, to Peyton, into Peyton's bedroom because, of course, all the doors are uh, open and unlocked because she hasn't got a psycho after her anymore. Very yep. disappointed with the ending of that, if that is it. Um, and finds out. And then we see her face the way it was at the beginning of the episode and it kind of all comes clear. Kara, thoughts? 
feelings, emotions. I feel so bad for Peyton at the end. Like, seriously, give the girl a break. <laughs> Can she enjoy some happiness in some form for just a little while? Because <laughs> she's all happy and waiting for Lucas to come into her room and and all that. But um, I think strong performances from her throughout the episode too. Um, I feel like maybe she wasn't in it that much, but every scene that she was in was important to the, to moving the story forward and, and getting us to where we were at the end. Um, but yeah, I, I like the, uh, the comic relief of the, the cheerleading squad. Cause all of them are so different, right? Like, how are all of these girls in one car together? <laughs> <laughs> they all hate each other. They're all, they're all sticking together, you know. There are there are other options for them to get there, you know. I'm pretty sure they all drive. so <laughs> they, But they've all gone together. <laughs> the strength of the cheerleading team. Yeah. <laughs> Ravens stick together. <laughs> well, I, I, this, um, this season in particular... Or this watch, maybe I, I really, I'm really turning around on Peyton. Like I really am enjoying her, though not enjoying that she's going through much, so much garbage. But I appreciate her more as a character, and I go as far as to say that she's probably my favorite of the female characters for sure, and would be up there now. Like you know, obviously Lucas is our boy, but you know I, I'm. And I, I like Nathan, but she's probably maybe even a third. She's probably number three now of the younger characters. Like, I enjoy her storylines, um, though I, at the same time I don't. But she's the only one that really could have these fully on her own storylines, you know? Like, you, you'd never get... Like, she had the whole thing with Ellie. You don't get that with Brooke. You don't get that with Haley. They don't have separate, isolated stuff like that. You know, Derek, Psycho Derek... Uh, army Derek like there's they're separate things and I think that 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 holds a lot of weight so I I, I absolutely agree with you but also they they pretty much kill off everyone that's written in those stories yeah it's true it's true (laughs) yes (laughs) but she does a good job she's a good she's a good actress for sure definitely for sure for sure um well okay Kara, we're gonna to have to go into judgments. I we this is a shame. We this is probably an episode we could talk about for like five hours happily. Yeah. Oh, it feels like we're scratching the surface here. But we need to get your judgments so then we can take them into the final judgments. And then, you know, I know we didn't get to speak about everyone, but hopefully you can speak on things that you know you enjoyed about it in this section. Um so who who is your favourite performer of this episode? Favorite performer, I have Bethany Joy Lenz. Mm. Tell us. Yeah, so she has a pretty intense episode herself. We haven't really been able to talk about it, but um, I think in general, she's one of the best actresses on the show. Uh, You've mentioned that before, but to be able to play, um, you know, the part where she's on the bathroom floor, um, when she finds out the sex of the baby, um, how she talks with Nathan and then everything that happens at the end is just, she's just such a strong performer. 
Yeah, fully agree. She's great in this. And and it, yeah, when she's talking to Nathan at the half at half time, she's playing like exhausted really well cuz she's been through a lot, right? Um what about your favorite character of the episode? Um Lucas. Easy choice. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, Easy. What, but tell us why though. Um I mean, I think we pretty much already covered it, but he really is is the glue in this episode. I, I think he's in almost every scene. Um, I enjoyed the, the, the basketball. Like I know we talk about in real life. We know he, he can't really play basketball, but even in all of those scenes, like strong performances, um, his emotion, um, I think is his best quality. Uh, so yeah. Excellent. And what about your favorite background performer? one line or less i picked there's when they're at the game and karen comes in there's a girl that's standing next to her when she files in um they show her a couple of times so most of it is facial reaction as to what's going on in the game and then at the end like she gets to give karen a big hug and i was thinking man as an extra can you imagine all right turn to moira kelly and give her a big hug like (laughs) (laughs) so i picked her (laughs) <laughs> great choice great choice I, I i considered her as one of mine she's in my she was in like my top three so that's uh that's funny because there's so many to pick from in this one like mm. crowds of people what about your favorite song of the episode um i went with i think this is the one at the end lesson learned i had to look them up because i didn't know any of them Ray, think, Ray LaMontagne. Yeah. Great song as well. <laughs> and what about your favorite line? This is hard to narrow down, and I know which one it should be, but the one I'm going to go with is actually Skills um, when he's talking to Lucas. So it's long. Should I read it? Or We've already kind of talked yeah. about it. But Absolutely. Yeah, read it. Or maybe you're the one who's confused because you didn't just happen to rescue her a few times. You didn't just happen to run back into the school that day or save her from Psycho Derek. Peyton happened to be there, but you chose to be there. So maybe you ought to think about that. Yeah, that is a great line. Perfect. A great sentiment as well from that line. That kind of covers skills as well, I think, because for the whole episode, he is, uh, I've got scouts coming to see me you know, I want to do well, we need to win. He finds out that uh, Nathan is, you know, trying to throw the game so that he doesn't, you know, have his legs removed from his body. And, um, yeah, he kind of pushes Lucas in the right direction. This kind of skills is that sort of guardian angel, isn't he, for for Lucas, I think. Mm -hmm. He's like his his Jiminy Cricket. (laughs) (laughs) And what about, wait, that is all of them. So what about the precious, precious rating? Did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I did. And has it increased, decreased, or stayed the same? Stayed the same. Okay. Then it will just be you after three, <laughs> and then we'll take that into the final showdown of judgments. Ready? One, two, three. Ten. Ooh. It, it it must <laughs> be 
a 10. Literally, Dom, if you try and give it less than a 10, I will drive there and I... I don't know what I would do. I'd quite like I to would... see you, so I might do that just to, <laughs> just to do that. Okay, well, Kara, are we saying you wouldn't go down to a nine? No, not on this one. Fair, 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 fair. Well, it has been a pleasure as always to see you. Are we going to see you in an hour for the watch long? Have you got to live your life? I think I'm going to be there, yes. Yeah. Excellent. Then we look forward to catching up with you in an hour. It has been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to next season five. <laughs> and twenty twenty four slash twenty five. Yeah, you've been you've been brilliant and thank you for like bringing so much to our attention as well that we that we got the chance to sort of go back and talk about it without moving on, you know, from from kind of Lucas and Peyton and their and their journey in particular and and yeah, I, this is definitely an episode where we could talk for ages and ages and ages on on every single character. So, sorry, we kind of only really covered those sort of like two or three, but um, it was brilliant, brilliant an- analysis from you and, and some great sort of thoughts and insights as well. So, thank you so much, brilliant. Oh, thank you for having me so much. It was so much fun. Appreciate you letting us do this on your podcast. So. Oh, this is the people's podcast. We appreciate the people coming on. Yeah, your podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cool. Well, stay safe for the next sixty minutes, and then we will see you in an hour. All right. We'll see ya. Take care. Bye. Bye. And as if by magic, there she is, Mia. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. How's it going? It's going good. How are you guys? Tree Hill Wednesdays. So we are, we are good. Oh. Living the one tree hill dream. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's long days for you, right? Wednesday is the longest. Is, it feels so long for me. It feels like a month. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. But, but it's a month of one tree hill. <laughs> exactly. It's the, the best month anyone could ask for. every every week yeah (laughs) month every week (laughs) well Mia we've got so much to talk about uh we've we just had Kara on so we've discussed some parts but we didn't get that far um so we've got we've got a we've got a mountain to climb here because this is an iconic episode um just quickly has your top five favorite tv shows changed I don't think so, no. Okay, Dom's got this really good thing where he can remember everyone's shows. Oh, God. So. Mine are hard, though. There we go. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might not remember mine. Well, One Tree Hill is one of the six. That's a given. Oh. Mia? Frozen? I'm confident she's going to come. But no, Frozen's a movie, Dom. That's my TV <laughs> show. Nice. Oh, you're back. Sorry. I'd, I'd guessed all five. Did I get them right? He got them, he got them all <laughs> right, here. yeah. Did he? Yeah, he I'm got so them. I'm so sorry. My internet's really bad these days. I don't know why. It's okay. I've got a spreadsheet with all of everyone's favorite TV shows selected in, and he got oh, them all wow. right, so it was really oh, good. Oh, done. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. It was good. Let's move on. So, the... <laughs> That's so cruel. I didn't get anything right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we're just, we're just messing. <laughs> I didn't. I had no way of knowing. <laughs> Imagine when you're listening back, you're like that bastard. Yeah. 
Wait, can we? Vampire Diaries. No. Is not one of them. Sorry, Mia, I was still talking. Um. <laughs> Wait. Wait, The Office. Yes. Friends. No, I replaced. That was almost there, but I I replaced it with something else similar to The Office. Oh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Mm, that's right, because we we had feelings about it. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Dom, come on, play. Yeah. I'm trying. Giving me. I'm trying. I'm desperately trying. There's some more serious ones in there, obviously. The OC. Mm-mm. No, I can't think. It, one of them is a is a Marvel show. Jessica Jones. Close. Luke Cage. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going for all of them until we get the right one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the other one. Oh well, I guess maybe I don't know. I might add WandaVision in there too. Um. Because I just I started watching that again and I'm like this is so good. Um, I haven't watched any of them. Oh, that WandaVision's the best one. Loki's really good. Um, so I have other ones are. I haven't watched Endgame yet. Come on, <laughs> I'm I'm looking for. I have my Spider Man shirt on right now, but I have like this Endgame puzzle that I'm doing. It's out in the kitchen right now, but I'm. That makes me sad because you can't even grasp how how great it is. <laughs> I, w- I watched them all up to Endgame. I haven't watched Endgame yet because when it came out, when it came out, it was just like too busy at work and stuff like that. And it was uh, like close, we were close to the pandemic then, I think. Mm, and it, yeah, and it was like a few years before. Oh, oh no, it was like a few years before that. Yeah, so it was, so my my work was just bonkers at the time, and I I could never go out and see anything. But now it's all on. Disney Plus. I just need to find the time yeah. to watch it. So, uh, yeah, what three I w- hours. <laughs> what, well, what I want to do is is kind of start again and watch watch them all. Uh, yeah, should. because I've watched I kind of everything up until that point, and then kind of really mm-hmm. get into it. So that's that's my plan, and then and then start picking off the TV shows and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Let me know when you do, so we can talk about it. Because I'm a huge Marvel fan. Awesome. I will do. I know Simon's like eh about Marvel. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> but I have seen Endgame. So. Oh, wow. he's the one I haven't <laughs> seen. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen. I've seen one of the other ones when uh, I don't anymore. But before I've won in the in. I can't speak. I can't say the words. <laughs> it's a you. podcast. <laughs> Martin. <laughs> Martin. When I started the my business i used to work i used to work supporting people with learning disabilities and now i'd like manage it right but when i used to still work like uh doing the on the ground in the trenches we say uh we used to <laughs> i saw some of the marvel ones with some of the guys i was supporting because they love they love marvel but i didn't i didn't really get it you know like because i hadn't yeah. seen some of the other ones and there was one maybe how many avengers movies are there there's four Right, I think it might have been like the second one or something. Yeah. And, and then and then uh, F and I watched 
that end the end game one just because it was on at a convenient time because the cinema yeah. we go to in the instant albans dorm yeah the odyssey oh. it's like a what is it, like a 1950s style cinema yeah, yeah i might have that decade school. Yeah, I might have that decade wrong, but it's like, it's just one screen, but it's really fancy. There's like a bar and you get like a proper table Ooh. and chairs and whatever, but they yeah, only, that's so cool. it's really cool, but they only do, they only show like two movies a day, you know? Um, so it's just whatever's showing on Friday night at 7pm, you just go and see it, you know? And so it was just one yeah. of them, but I, I see it. I like the fact that people like it, but I like yeah. it's difficult for me like lord of the rings harry potter i'm just not into it hmm. yeah it's a commitment you have to i i feel like i know a lot of people who just got into it and i don't know how they did it because it's such a big commitment but i've been watching them since i was a kid so for me it's like i just see whatever comes out every year wait what you've been watching it since you were a kid what do you mean because you're young, yeah. isn't it? Don't, don't, yeah, Iron don't go there, <laughs> Simon. Iron Man came out when I was 11. The first Which, Iron Man came out. Right. How old yeah. were we when it came out, Dom? When did it come out? <laughs> that was 2008. You guys were, what, like 22? Yeah. 20, let's, 21, yeah. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like <laughs> I remember liking that one though the first that one's one. one of my favorites yeah that's a good one it is a great one uh, I mm-hmm. yeah I literally watched them all since since then since they all started coming out as well so yeah. but just haven't caught up since Endgame I'm behind yeah like the new Spider-Man I, film as well desperate to see that I think that's that's great I've seen it four times <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a wriggle on then oh my god yeah I want to see if any other Ravens are into Marvel so we can talk about it more <laughs> at some point. Ed, Ed is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he's so cool. He was the one on a few weeks ago, right? That's right, yeah. Oh, my God, he had me cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> but Ed's, Ed's, Ed loves a bit of Marvel, so we can. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll catch cool. up, and then me, you, and Ed can, can talk Marvel. Sounds good. Nice. Sounds good. Well, Mia, instead of telling us a bad movie that you love, tell us which one, in your opinion, is the worst Marvel movie. Ooh. Um. And and then which one's the best? Thor Ragnarok. No, I would. The worst I would say is maybe Thor: The Dark World. That's the second Thor. It's so boring. It's not, I don't know. I never really cared for that one. The best one. Do you mean best, like, in terms of, like, most enjoyable or best in terms, like, of, like, the movie overall? Just to like, you, pers- just to you to personally. To me, it would have to be Endgame just because, like, that that was a rush in the theater. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> I cried for so long. <laughs> these, 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 I know Tom will cry, but... <laughs> the, these are films where people will, like like just literally crowds will cheer and scream and shout yeah. and you know get really involved with it so they have a big yep. impact it's is it's always yeah 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 it was insane but yeah awesome well from one amazing thing to another one tree hill we've connected we've done like we can touch back on them, you know, if we get time, Mia. But we got to fly through this, okay? Because okay, we've—I've seen this episode like twenty times, so I'm ready. 
Uh, you're doing all the synopses then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done we've done Lucas, we've done Peyton and skills mm-hmm. and skills. Uh, and so let's start small. Let's start small potatoes. Can we start with mouth? Because I wanted to mention this when when we said talked about skills, but we but I didn't. Skills says to Lucas when Lucas tells Skills that Nathan's going to throw the game. He's like, "What about you?" What about Whitey? And then he goes, what about Mouth? What the fuck has Mouth got to do with this? <laughs> what skin does Mouth have in this game? Oh, Mouth, like, Whitey's like, mm, big day for you as well, isn't it, Mouth? No, it's not. He's there commentating. Yeah, sure, he's a fan. He's like yeah. us, you know, to One Tree Hill. He's a super fan. Yeah. He's on a different level. He's not playing. What are you even doing there, Mouth? Okay, sorry. Too much. Yeah, yeah, they definitely meant like, oh, because Mouth is like obsessed with <laughs> basketball and like obsessed with commentating for this game. But yeah, it didn't have the same impact that it would have on like Lucas or skills. Yeah. I mean, it's a, really, it's a really good point because I, 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 I remember him saying it, thinking, "Oh, he's included mouth. That's nice." And now you say it, I'm like, "Yeah, what the fuck's it got to do with mouth?" <laughs> Great. Okay. I d- well, I did, I did enjoy uh, the awkwardness of Gigi calling everyone hot and mouth just not knowing what to what to say or do. And the fact that suddenly this game is sponsored by Chili's. <laughs> like Sunkiss. I know, that it's, it's not Sunkiss. <laughs> Chili's gave me food poisoning in Las Vegas. I went to uh, I went to a Chili's because, with F because we wanted to go because it was mentioned in the office, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we went and I had a like a vegetarian burger but it was done with like rice it was like a rice burger and it just wasn't cooked right did it bother me no i ate it what happened i lost like 10 <laughs> like 10 pounds in like three days i'm not even joking there's a picture i'll find it and send it i'll send it to you dom i can't share it because it's terrible <laughs> but of of me and we're in this like you know like vegas suite or whatever and <laughs> it's for new year's eve as well is why we went there and I couldn't leave the room because oh. I was just consistently being sick. But I'd been sick so much oh. that my eyes were completely bloodshot, you know, from like straining and being ill. And there's a picture of like effort just had like drawn me a bath to try and like just get some feeling back in my body. And I'm like in the bath like this and my <laughs> eyes are just like popping out of my head. And um, it was really bad, man. I I couldn't leave the room for like two two and a half days um ruined new year's <laughs> all for a vegetarian burger at chili's fucking chili's man <laughs> i've never had it and now i never will <laughs> just don't have the rice yeah. <laughs> just don't have yeah yeah but they're sponsoring this game or this episode they weaved it in quite well i thought you know yeah Gigi did the little what is it? The, is it even a theme song or something like that? Just like the, the baby back ribs song, was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and mouth had a good moment of, uh, you know, it's like the huddle, the the timeout for the last play, and it's yeah. 
people say sports are, you know, <laughs> they're, they're so ravenous and blah, blah, blah. But I think you can look into the soul of a man and you can see their purity of heart. Listen, it is cheesy. Like that line's kind of cheesy, but it's also true, though. Like there is something about it that like you can't find another place. Like when I played sports in high school, like, I don't know, winning a game is just like different than any other feeling. I'm not hating on it. I love the I love those it, moments. Yeah, it's like super cheesy, but I also really love it. I just I wish people would speak like that in real life. In fact, <laughs> no, maybe no. this is the place. Dom, can you start speaking like that more often? Please? I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm looking uh, into your soul and deciding exactly <laughs> what kind of person you're going to be in life. <laughs> he did a good job. He did a good job. Uh, is there anything else we need to say about young Marvin? No, I mean he's pretty excited <laughs> that they won, and I think he's—he doesn't even know what happened, right? He wasn't at the. Um, oh, he didn't know that Nathan was throwing the game. You mean? He doesn't know. He doesn't know that Nathan was throwing a game, and I don't think he was even at—he wasn't at Karen's, right? No. Yeah. No. Peace out. Making out with Gigi with somewhere. Gigi. Yeah. He yeah. <laughs> gone the chilies after after the game. Yeah. He's sick in a, <laughs> sick in a bath somewhere. <laughs> oh god. Red eyed and pale as hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Uh who do you want to go to then Mia? Um what about Rachel? Okay, who's doing the synopsis? And you, you, you also are able to choose yourself. If you want I'll, I'll do Rachel's because I think hers is quick and easy. Nice. I'm not it. saying Rachel's just like Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what, one of us was going to say it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Rachel. So they start off. Um, I think they're in like the tutoring center. She's with Haley. She says, I don't know about the balloon, but this blows when she's learning calculus. And Haley goes to, um, she goes to get the next or the last test to look at. And Rachel's kind of like eyeing her like, oh, what's she doing over there? Turns out um, towards the end of the game, um, Rachel's still on the key for the, where they keep the exams. And um, she's not the one failing, it's Brooke. So she just did it to steal the key. And other than that, yeah, she really just, I mean, she's at the hospital sticking up for Haley when they confront that mean nurse. But thats I think that's it. It was a good twist that it wasn't her failing. I'd forgotten that. I said it after the watch long. I'd completely forgotten that that was the twist I mean, Dom, yeah. I assume you didn't see that coming because it's not obvious at all. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, it was it was a surprise because she, she gives off this, you know, sort of grade A sort of student vibe um, because, you know, she the, some of the things that she says, you know, and, and when she can outsmart the teachers and stuff, you think, okay, this is someone who's pretty smart. And then you're like, oh, okay, she's dropping a class. And then when she kind of talks to... Is it the guidance counselor that says, you know, you basically, you're one of these people that will flirt your way through school and it's not good enough. Just, you, you know, you can't flirt math with math or whatever, you know, you need to buckle down and, and learn. Um, and I thought that was a good moment. And I was like, 
And then at the end, the reveal was just like, oh, okay. All right, she's done all this for Brooke. And that's, that's a nice thing. She actually did a nice thing. Well, she's going to, well, Ish. I also, yeah, she's <laughs> encouraging her to commit crime. But, you know, <laughs> as a friend. Is it a crime? What, to, we'll to, to steal a test? Yeah, it's only a school. It's only a bit of cheating. <laughs> <laughs> but that'd be like cheating on your GCSEs. That's not a crime, though, is it? You're not going to get arrested for it. No, but you might have to... Well, here, it. what would you do? You might have to I'll redo the test. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. They just give you a different test. All right, Dom. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Al Capone. <laughs> <laughs> bootlegging over here <laughs> well okay so do you want to go into some meat here do you want to do you want to get into some nathan royal scott let's do it i think that's all we have left it's meat pretty much <laughs> nrs okay who's doing the synopsis why don't why don't you do it Dom? this is a good one so okay it's just when I can't quite remember what the hell he does in this episode. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Nathan uh, starts off at the at the river court, approaching Lucas, who's you know doing his thing, uh, and you know nobody sleeps. We know this about about One Tree Hill. Nobody nobody sleeps. So they're talking, and this is where Nathan reveals that he um, has to throw the game. They can't win the championship. And Lucas has his emotional moment. So we did talk about it earlier, Mia, that Lucas's emotions here are really, really good. Uh, and he's throwing the basketball and, uh, you know, having his little kind of emotional moment and really trying to push Nathan in the right direction here. But, you know, he's he's made his choice. And unfortunately, he's got in with some very, very dangerous and scary people. And he has to throw the game. And then we kind of jump to these points of, uh Lucas pushing Nathan to um not throw the game or make him feel guilty and, and kind of look at the rest of the team, look how excited these guys are. You know, we're so close to winning. Look how close they are to going to college or getting scholarships. We've got scouts coming. How could you do this to them? And, you know, he's in Lucas's mind he's kind of doing it for his family and, you know, again, trying not to lose his legs because that might happen. And then we get to the game and he's trying to get the ball but uh lucas kind of eventually makes skills aware that he's uh, gonna throw the game so they 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 kind of shut him out and there there is a moment where he he does go to throw the ball to someone nathan gets the ball goes to, to pass it and it gets taken by someone else is this called a turnover yeah it's, it's an apple turnover um it gets taken away from him <laughs> And they uh, they they score at the other end, and then it's like, okay, this is the decision we have to make. We can't we can't let you in. Uh, we can't let you in. We can't let you have the ball because you, you're going to be a problem. And then we have you know all the the kind of conversations in the dressing room. You know, Whitey playing the the game from 18 years ago, and there's all these things that are kind of like tugging at Nathan, saying, you know, do the right thing, do the right thing. Um, and Dante sort of hovering in the crowd, and uh, Bears there, you know, looking you know menacing with his ravens tattoo and then um it then goes to there's a mo is it half time where Haley gets to talk to nathan mm-hmm. he obviously has yeah. like kind of no idea what's been going on but she's like hmm, all these turnovers this this is a bit odd and I, I think it kind of also helps him kind of relax a little bit and go 
you know what, I need to do the right thing. But this this is the moment where he has that conversation of, am I enough? If 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 this is the last game of basketball I ever play, is it enough? Am, am I kind of enough of a man for you? I, I guess is what he's saying. Um, and she's like, of course, you know, you're you're going to be a great you're a great husband already. You're going to be a great father. You know, this this doesn't this doesn't matter to me. You know, and this isn't the moment that is important in our lives, but it's a moment that's important to you now. So you know, kind of make the most of it. So he goes back out there and he decides, okay, this is it. We 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 got to go for the win. Tells Lucas that he's, you know, do you want to help me win? And Lucas is like, no, you can help me win. You know, bravado, <laughs> bravado boy stuff. And then uh, they win the game. Brilliant. And then we go to, we kind of jump to Karen's. They're having a nice time at Karen's. Oh, boy. It's all pretty wonderful. And they're like, okay, you know, let's let's go. Let's get out of here. And they're standing in a road. This is, you know, what, what a silly thing to do. They're standing in a road, having a conversation, they don't hear the car coming. Well, Nathan doesn't hear the car coming that's coming from behind him. Uh, we know that Dante is driving. And uh, the lights come on very last second. And Haley saves his life and pushes him out the way. And then, uh, yeah, so Haley is like somersaulted in the air a few times after being hit by a car. Dante has, crashes the car into some roadworks. I don't really know how that happens, but it does. And he goes, Nathan goes running over, drags him out of the car, and then proceeds to punch him in the face several times he gives him a couple he gives him a few doesn't he if he whacks and then dan comes over and says you killed him son like father like son eh both murderers although i think dante was already dead i i can't see this being a i don't know the punches were pretty hard (laughs) but like surely like maybe the impact of crashing killed him i don't know anyway I, that was pretty much nathan's path and then he's told to to get away and like run away by dan and dan punches the floor <laughs> right leave it for dan leave that for dan we got to talk about that that's separate that's separate uh yeah good synopsis as always it's a t- it's a tough one for nathan i love that switch when he un- when he uh decides he's going to turn it on for the game in the second half and the musical cue as we said he's come down and dunking it and he gets a great block and i was thinking they don't often show blocks in uh one tree hill and it's like a great block to call in the timeout to the huddle to you know we're going to win this game right luke yes blah 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 and then going into it it's so good it gets me so hyped can't wait to order them shorts those black <laughs> raven shorts i can't wait i've bad i think there's some potential bad news though because i was watching on my rewatch today for this and you know the warm-ups where they've got the ravens warm-ups they put over the jersey and then they've got like the black um sort of like tracksuit bottoms mm-hmm. on the on the bottoms i can see a nike tick and if i could see a nike tick that means that wayne didn't make those i don't think but it might have been they bought the bottoms to match the top and maybe he made the top but i'm guessing he didn't i reckon maybe the wardrobe department maybe custom made them maybe maybe bought like a nike top and then like sewed or embroidered the patches on yeah yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) that could be a problem (laughs) but but also do we want them though? Like I mean, the thing is with the shorts, 
Like, I wear them all the time. If I'm at home, I'm wearing a hoodie and shorts. I'm wearing a hoodie right now and shorts. That's what I'm wearing at, at the house, right? So then Raven shorts, I'm wearing them all the time. Dom spotted me in a in them in, like, F's Instagram or something, didn't you? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. It was like... So I think we're good with the shorts, but people people didn't buy them. Like, only me and a couple others... I are they still on sale or were you still taking payments? <laughs> well, we're doing one more order. Um, okay. And uh, maybe towards like summer or something. And okay. then uh yeah, but just to make it clear, Dom and I don't profit anything from this. <laughs> Whatever Wayne charges us, we just we're just the yeah. middle people, you know? It's no, not like a, Yeah, it's not like I, a business I'll, thing. I would definitely buy the shorts. I I missed out on the last... Well, I think before I joined, you guys did the first one with the jerseys. And then I missed out on the last one, but I'll I'll go all in for anything One Tree Hill related. Nice. <laughs> I'm thinking of asking him to get hoodies made. That would be the Raven logo that are embroidered on the shorts and maybe having that on, on a hoodie. I think that could be quite dope. But... Yeah. We'll just we're gonna go for it all on the last order. Sounds good. But but yeah, it was great, and the ending was great. I it like oh, would you leave your wife though to go and punch some guy in the face? Yeah. I don't know. I I think I I can like identify with Nathan sometimes because he's a very protective person, and I feel like the rage that he must have felt was like nah, fuck this, like, I'm gonna go beat this guy to death, because he just, he doesn't even know what happened to her, I mean, she, he didn't check her pulse or anything, I would have done that and be like, is she alive? <laughs> but he was just so clouded with rage, and I feel like I would have done the same thing if I were in that situation. Um, yeah, I would have just projected all of it towards Dante. Dom, would, would you have cared for your fallen wife first or do you really need to punch that guy in the face i i think he's not going anywhere is he he's in the, the car the car that's crashed so i've got time <laughs> i've got time to, to to take care of her before the ambulance you know until the ambulance gets there then i can go and punch him in the face several times um get in the back of the ambulance be like wait one, one second before you take him away <laughs> yeah give me well, a minute. did you did, did you forget your wallet? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's in that guy's face over there. I'm just going to try and get it out real quick. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wasn't expecting Nathan's re- reaction to, to Dante to happen. Um, and then the, the potential fallout from this as well. I can't see Nathan like going to prison or anything like that or being found out. So Dan Dan has, you know, stepped in and supposedly taking the fall for this but um the the main concern has got to be has got to be on Haley, hasn't it that's that's where the yeah. where where we're really worried you know she's she's pregnant and you know this um this accident could well it's not an accident this attack could have consequences on the unborn child well and also it happened just as nathan was about to tell her what about the Dante situation? It's like he was just about to say, "There's a reason I played garbage in the first half." So also, 
have we not got to take into account that he's going to have to tell her at some point that she got run over because of him, right? Well, yeah, I hadn't really considered that. I hadn't really thought about it. I was so, you know, wrapped up in the emotion of her being hurt that I hadn't really paid any attention to that that bit of it, you know, or really sort of thought beyond that. So it's a really good point. Well, 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 let's talk about Dan. So Dan's kind of just in turmoil, isn't he? Like, uh, he's he's just sort of there. He's kind of in the background. He tr- he approaches Dante and Bear to you know tr- try and get get this to go away. He started to drive away. He's got the he's got Mouth on the radio. Somehow, somehow Mouth manages to get his you know webcast onto radio. <laughs> Dope. Uh, we're missing something, Dom. <laughs> Where's that button to click? Yes, <laughs> broadcast now. <laughs> but great, and yeah, it's a great moment because his eyes kind of widen in like happiness that Nathan's gonna win the state championship. He gets back just in time. He's really happy when they win, but then mm. remembers that oh no, this means bad news. And then he goes to to Dante and Bear when you know they're in like the empty stadium, and says, "You know, you built your plan on the shoulders of a kid, you know, and you know it's not his fault that his knees buckled or that he was weak or whatever." And they're like, "Well, he didn't look weak; he looked strong. I picked him because he was Dan Scott's son." Turns out the kid has a soul. I thought that was a really good line. I'm wondering for Dom as a first time watcher, because in that moment, you kind of get the sense that they're going to let it go. Because they're like, Dan's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, he's a kid. And they're just like, okay, we'll be in touch. And then it goes from there. And you don't see them and you don't see Dante until the end. So did you think like, at any point after that, that something was going to happen? You still think someone something was going to happen? Or did you think it would happen like later down? in the season it, it was only until they they got in the street that i knew something would happen that i thought this something something bad's gonna happen now because you see the car in the background you see them standing in the street and then you see dante and you're like ah okay something not yeah. nice is about to happen um but yeah. at that point when they're like well you know we'll be in touch i thought oh, okay dan's kind of taking the hit on this he might have yeah. to do some really dodgy mayor stuff and mess about with you know other people's safety deposit boxes for example um (laughs) and potentially you know rig something else you know a a future election perhaps and um yeah I, i was quite surprised to see that it then happened like immediately so yeah definitely good good question i think i remember thinking when i was watching it for the first time that it was exactly that, that they were going to manipulate him as mayor and yeah. it was going to turn on to him. So, uh, yeah, it's a pro- but as you always say from the from season one, you always think this, think this is what you always say, Dom. You always think things are going to happen like later down the down the line and it happens the next episode. Yeah. So I always do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so- I want to know where Bear's gone. Bear wasn't in this last scene, so like fuck this i'm out of here yeah i'm not driving into a wall for you mate (laughs) (laughs) yeah well okay so that's that we've also got karen and deb so deb is 
Karen's being a really good friend to Deb. Can yes. we just like wrap up predictions for those for that lot very quick? I know that we've we need to move oh, on to the next person, but and yeah, sorry, and also we didn't say it, Dan hitting the concrete really sticks with me. Like I always remember that, and I think it's done really realistically. I'm guessing there's there must be some sort of pad or I don't know how they've done it, but when he's just like smashing his knuckles into the concrete it's so horrible it's so good but i remember always thinking it's such a boss move to just be like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the hit on this one because also i feel like in his mind he's thinking here's a dead body i i deserve to be punished for killing someone so this actually fits into maybe what i'm supposed to do this for Nathan, and maybe it's like Carmelaic in some way. I think with the punching, you can, with the way they film things, he could, he's probably punching it that far away from the ground. It's just right, the, and just it's... the way they film it, it just looks like mm-hmm. they're hitting. I'm not hitting my hand, but it just it's just the way they film it. Um, but yeah, I I didn't really get why he did that. I think if they'd taken Dante out the car, and made it look like they were trying to help him. <laughs> At least it might have been okay, but yeah, a few bruises would have started appearing on his face. So I guess he's taken one for for Nathan there. The whole police jumping out their car with guns pointed at you uh, just frightens me massively. Because uh, yeah, d- does this happen? You just like assume that in America you'd be surprised because <laughs> <laughs> you th- you'd think they'd get out and like try and help in some way, but no, they're out with guns pointed at the mayor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just find it really, really unusual. But I, I'm guessing Dan goes to be questioned, ends up in a police station for a while while they're figuring stuff out until they get, you know, see if there's any camera footage anywhere of, of what happened. But he'll wangle something. I, I can't imagine Dan is going to go to prison for this either. There's There's got to be something where we, we get away with this. But he's now got one son potentially on the run, one son in hospital, you know, after his heart stopped working and a daughter-in-law who may or may not, you know, one, survive the crash, but two, their child might not survive as well. Um, so Eugene Keith Scott might never exist. Aww. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I can't believe you predicted the baby's name. Yeah, Crazy. what what else would it be? No. What else? Like, how did know? What else could it be? There's literally nothing else you could you could call that that baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. There is no other option. Yeah, it's, it's we've got a Lucas's middle name, right? <laughs> Keith is Keith. Or if it's a, if it's a girl. Oh, it's not, we know it's a boy. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. They can change. Things happen. If somehow comes out a girl, maybe they'd call her Camil- Camilla Ooh. for white for whitey. Oh, I that. Um, and what was Royal's wife's name? May. May. Camilla May. Camilla May Scott. James Scott. James Scott, yeah. Huey Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> but as a boy, Eugene, Eugene, Hugh. I've added a Hugh. That's, Hugh. For, Huey, that's, for, Hugh, that's for Huey Lewis. 
Eugene. Eugene Keith Scott. It's perfect. I think so. Okay, good prediction. Uh, I'm, I'm worried that she's going to lose the baby. I think Haley's going to eventually be fine, but but may lose the, the baby. I think I think One Tree Hill has this darkness about it where these things happen. You know, pay, I mean, everyone around Peyton has died. So uh, I, I can't help but feel that some unfortunate things like this may now happen to to Haley. And it's going to be Nathan's fault entirely because of the whole situation. And she saved his life. Mm. Um, and Lucas, mm-hmm. Lucas, I think, is going to be okay. I still think some form of transplant will be required at some point for either him or Dan. Dante's fresh. We can whip that heart <laughs> out of him and whack that in someone else. So, <laughs> And... He was an NBA player, so his heart should be sturdy, you know, good. It's yeah. a good, good heart to have. <laughs> exactly. I mean, in real life, he was an NBA player. I'm not sure he was in One Tree Hill, but... <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. But That's not right. how that works. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Boys, babies can come out as girls, and it's all... It's, the world works different, Dom. You don't understand. Rick Fox and Dante are the same. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> they are one. So, can we talk about Deb? Mia, can you t- tell us about Deb and Karen? Yeah, so um, Deb and Karen are coming in separate cars. Karen's driving. Karen's kind of encouraging Deb, like, hey, you need to be present for your son and support him sober. Um, Deb reaches, she, like, reaches into her purse, and she's Karen's like, are you really going to do that today? Like, out of all days, you're really going to, you know pop those pills (laughs) and um she does and she knocks out karen um off screen brings her to a rehab facility um and deb wakes up where she she sees the game on tv um she's like where am i and the nurse is like oh you're you're back you're back in rehab and your son's doing great and she sees him on the tv um and then that's it for Deb, right? Pretty yeah, much. that's yeah. pretty much it, yeah. yeah. Aaron has a moment with Dan after the game where Dan's offering to, like, clean up, and he's like, you shouldn't be doing this, you're pregnant, or something like that. And she's like, I've been doing this for 17 years. Like, where were you? <laughs> so silly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they do share that moment where Dan's, like, trying to, you know, finagle his way and be sweet um and i think that's the last we see of karen great any predictions for deb and karen dom um i think sneaking deb into the uh like rehab facility was 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 a good moment i think as soon as you see her sort of fall asleep in the car you kind of expect that and that's that's kind of coming so I think that's it. I think that's a good moment. She's trying to help her friend. You know, they've they've kind of fallen apart a little bit recently because of, um, I, I guess, Deb's attitude and the way she's acting and the way she's being because of the the drugs and stuff. So um, having Karen kind of like try and fix her and get that sorted, I, I think is a, is a really really good thing. And there's a moment in the car where, you know. 
Deb kind of highlights everything that we we kind of talk about. It's it's quite funny that um, the man that brought up your your son wasn't the father. You know, was was the brother of of the father, and and it's happening again, but in reverse. So um, yeah, it's a really really important kind of like note from from Deb there to Karen and it was just something hmm. and she really could have easily gone yeah it's funny that Dan was the one that killed him as well you know she she has that she has that power I reckon she uh, she could have quite easily dropped that in <laughs> but she does she doesn't know no but I, I reckon I reckon somewhere deep down she's she's just uh, like you know she's got some sort of knowledge of this somewhere she's channeling it okay. yeah nice okay well, um, do we have anything else we need to say before we get into judgments? Um, if, I'm good. If not, I'm sure we'll pick up on things in judgment land. But before we get there, Dom, there may be, well, there definitely is a new raven in the ranks. And I'm talking Hall of Motherfucking What? Fame! (laughs) So, Dom, going straight in, a silent watcher. They've been involved from the beginning, listening to Ravens, listening to movie podcasts. Then they just never reached out. Then they thought, fuck it, Hall of Fame, I'm in. I'm all in. Roll the dice, it's Robert. Robert <laughs> Robert You just became a raven Congratulations There you go Thank you Robert Thank you well, Yeah thank you all Thank you all ravens And a lot of people joined the discord recently Since we spoke about it on the last episode If you want to get involved Message me for the link Because it like expires every week But it's <laughs> popping on there now There's like almost Yeah I think there's there's like almost forty people on there now, so <laughs> it's uh it's fun. So it was, get involved. It was boring when it was just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't even on there. Wasn't you there. can work it out. Yeah. And uh yeah, the, the Patreon, Ravenshoops.net, it's popping off. It's all good times. So if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and how could you not, then check us out, help us, support us, Ravenshoops.net. Why Don? Because basketballs go through Oops. But Mia, they also go through... Nets. Ravenshoops.net. Just on that very quickly, someone at work that I work with that doesn't listen to a podcast gave us a five-star rating. So if I can get someone who is 4,000 miles away from me to give us a five-star rating, then you guys can do it to whoever's in the same house as you. My poem's in the works. It's a thing now. I just haven't finished it. But it's funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. I'm an overachiever. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you. Yeah, we look forward to, to hearing it, reading it. Uh, okay, so Mia, who is your favorite performer of this episode? Uh, I'm going to go with James Lafferty. Yeah, okay. I think he did a good job showing both sides of like feeling you could tell he wanted to win in the beginning and he just, he couldn't. And then when it flips and he starts to, you know, become animated over here and about having a boy, 
I just love that part. He does such a great job. Nice. And um, it was between two for me. It was between Chad, um, Michael Murray, of course, and <laughs> the person I've actually gone for, uh, Bethany Joy Lenz. I hadn't really considered the whole, um, the, the moments before going to the hospital and being in pain on the floor. Uh, and then the whole, you know, scenes of Rachel and, and all of that and all, all those different sort of emotions that she also goes through in this episode. Uh, and then, of course, getting battered by a car at the end. So, yeah, I'll go with Bethany Joy Lenz. What about you? Yeah, good choices. Uh, I'm going to go with Chad, for, uh, mainly for that first uh, scene on the river court towards the be- at the beginning. I thought it was really good. What about your favourite character, Mia? Um, I think I'm going to do something, say someone I normally wouldn't pick. I kind of want to say Dan. I think he was like, you saw the good side in him in this episode. Um, and you saw like his kind of like fatherly protectiveness come out in the end. Um, and I just think, yeah, it was really nice to see him kind of like quietly enjoy because you know of all the shit he's done but he was still there for nathan and was like you know very proud of him you could tell he was proud um but he was still protective and trying to like do the right thing and protect his son and his family so yeah nice and dom a great choice because i've also gone for the same character I think Dan was uh, like great in this episode, although not like the most emotional. But you, you know, he had the the moment with Dante, he, the realization when um, they win the game, and he's at a moment of elation because he's so proud of his sons. Mm-hmm. You know, both of them have, have gone and won this game, and he's kind of living that moment through them. And then he realized, actually, my son's now, you know, screwed. He's he's going to get, you know whatever he's gonna get hurt um so he needs to to intervene and he decided to be quite a decent sort of standout father in this episode so yeah it really yeah stuck with me so it is dan and your favorite character simon i'm kind of torn i'm torn between dan and lucas i mean dan because he takes the fall for nathan and he is a good dad and he He's trying to get him out of the situation with Dante. And then Lucas, because of he has the Peyton moment, he finally sees, you know, the it's you moment and trying to win the game and all of that. It's really difficult. It's really hard to choose. Oh, I'm going to go with Dan. Ooh. Ah! Full house. Oh, yeah. Come on. It hurt. No. It hurt. <laughs> I hope you just know that it hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, who's your favorite background performer, one line or less? Um, so there is a character at the end of the when they win the game. There's a guy on the other team on Pontiac, and he like takes off his jersey in a way that he just looks so defeated. <laughs> and so I'm gonna go with him. He didn't say anything, but you could tell he was like, "Damn, like we really just lost." <laughs> nice. Yeah. And Dom, uh, when the the when the cheerleaders are at the hospital and they're having the argument with the the nurse that won't let them in, just behind the nurse, when the doctor like appears, just behind them, there's a, a young lady sitting on a bed that's in the hallway, and she's like getting an injection, but she's like 
standing, she's just sort of just like holding her shoulder for the whole time, and she just looked really uncomfortable. So I'm gonna go. Oh, with, I'm gonna go with. I her. never saw that. Yeah, she was there. <laughs> and good you saw choice. I had some people in the crowd that I thought were good contenders. Even someone behind Dante and Bear when they're talking with Dan by like the sort of refreshments part. But then I saw Narion and I thought, that's that's our friend. And <laughs> if I see him, I'm going to have to choose him. And he was there. He was jerseyed up. So, And we know he didn't get to keep that jersey. <laughs> we still need to send him one. All right, on the next order, I'm like, I'm buying him one and sending him one. I think I need to listen back to that podcast episode because he said which color he liked. So I can't remember, but yeah, Narion. What was your favorite song, Mia? Um, Revelations by Audio Slave. Which what scene did that play over? That is when Nathan finds out he's having a boy and he goes to dunk in the ball and it kind of like the song slams down with it. Yeah, that's a great that's a great musical cue. Yeah, good one. Dom? Uh, I picked Lessons Learned by Ray LaMontagne for this episode. Really, really good. Which, re- really good song. It was at the end, which, basically. Okay, the car crash bit. For like the majority of the end, yeah. Okay, I can't remember. I don't know what the song was called, but I'm going to pick the one with like the... It's you, Peyton, you know, when they've won, then the confetti's uh, coming down. It's called Heartbeats. Yeah. That heartbeats. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And your favorite line, Mia? Um, see, I didn't take notes for this one because I've already seen it so many times. Mm. There's a lot of good ones in this episode. Maybe I feel like it's a boy. It's probably... I usually go with a funny one, but I'll go with like a profound one this time. Nice, it's a big moment, mm-hmm. Dom. I'm glad you went with profound because I, uh, uh, <laughs> ca- I say Cara, but Kara also went with quite profound, and I've gone with ridiculously silly, and I've gone for Bevan's line, which was, "My name's Rachel, and I have red hair." <laughs> <laughs> it's which a good one. Just a perfect line. So yeah, and Simon, do oh, you have a favorite oh. line? That's a good one. Um, I think I will go with the. It's you, Peyton. When all my dreams come true. Oh, you did the squint as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm going to be chair. He's actually saying. He's actually saying. Is that you? Is that you over there, Peyton? I I can't can't quite tell. This confetti. (laughs) Oh yeah, that is you. Walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The end. I was just checking if it's you. It is? Okay. See you later. I'm off. Where's Brooke? (laughs) He must have opened his eyes to hit that last shot, though, right? And he must have... He actually did that. You can tell he actually did that. I wonder how many takes it was of the audience being like, having to be ready for him to get it in to celebrate you know and then the pressure of what that must be like having all them extras waiting for you and you're just like oh backboard oh air ball (laughs) yeah good okay well i guess that leaves us to the precious precious rating mia did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? 
I had a number since 2014 when the first <laughs> time I saw this episode. So, yeah. <laughs> and has it increased, decreased, or stayed the same? <laughs> it stayed the same. Dom, same questions. Um, I had... I've got... I have a rating, and I've had it since the last Wednesday month. Um, so, yeah. And it stayed the same. It hasn't changed. What about you? I've had a rating since... (laughs) When would I have first seen it? Like 2011, I guess. I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, Dom, I just have to also warn you that if you even attempt to give this different to what it should be... I th- I think Dom, you better like, not. <laughs> I think people will just be like, like there'll be so many more people coming to Wilmington in 2025 just to put you in a headlock, like it just just to run me over. <laughs> you know that bit in the Matrix, the second Matrix, when all them Agent Smiths are like bundling on Neo. <laughs> gonna be like we're all gonna be in our uniforms too <laughs> yeah uh, i have the i have the uh, i have the dan jacket on everyone will have something something ravens on and we'll just bundle you just complete just ravens. yeah we'll just continue yeah it will be a murder of ravens and we'll just continue to kick you in the groin until you say what the rating should be <laughs> why the groin <laughs> Okay, we'll say it after three. Oh, God, I really want to say it. You better not mess this up, Dom. Dom, I swear. <laughs> Getting threats now. One, two, three. Ten. 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 Oh, yeah. thank God. <laughs> and you knew, Carrie. I, I like, There's no way. I saw you in that watch along, Dom. You were so invested in this one. <laughs> Was like hiding and everything. I really, I really wanted to throw in a seven just to wind you two up, but I thought, no, no, I thought no. you might, I thought Simon would implode or something. You would, yeah. Well, like, just to say, like rice from chilies all over again. His eyes. Are oh god, oh god, just throwing up on my keyboard. Well, Kara gave it a ten, also, so that's tens all round. Mia, why is it a ten for you? Um, it's just an impeccable episode. I feel like it's, it's, it has everything in it. You know, it has the tree hill drama. It has a car accident, um, starting to become a theme. Um, and then it has the game, like the game is the best part. Yeah, I agree. And Dom, why is it a 10 for you? Uh, you have the tension of the game. Where's it going to go? Is Nathan going to fall in line and, and win? Is he going to, you know, continue to try and throw it, throw it? You don't know until you get there. Um, the ending is a very good ending. Good kind of cliffhanger. We don't know what's going on with Lucas. We don't know what's going to happen to to Haley and the baby. We don't really know what's going to happen with Nathan. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Dan. We don't know if Dante is really dead. There's just so much up in the air. There's so much that needs resolving, but it was it was done in such a good way. So it's made me excited for the next episode, which the next episode could be a seven because things don't get resolved or whatever, but this is a 10 because it's built up so much and has got me in a place where I'm like, yes, I want to watch the next one. And that's why it's a 10. The next one's good too. Oh. Yeah, I won't be able to watch it with you guys. I have to leave, but... 
Outrageous. We'll <laughs> record it. We'll record it for you. Don't okay. worry. Don't and what about, worry. What, what about your reasons, Simon? Uh, th- this one is one of the episodes I can point to and feel like and remember that this is like made me inspired to play basketball and to get involved and I had to play it was like and I remember throwing away my football trainers like soccer (laughs) trainers and being like I'm done I don't want them so I don't I don't want to I don't want to even consider going back to playing it I just want to focus on basketball and it's because I was so invested and it just looked so amazing so and I think this is maybe one of the best episodes in the whole show for basketball for Mm -hmm. making you hyped like that so yeah great episode really enjoyed talking about it with you both and with Kara as well of course Mia it's always great to have you on the podcast always great fun we look forward to having you back in season five Oh my god, season five? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that happened so fast. Um, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. Time time flies uh, when you're with friends. So mm-hmm. it's it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, to have you back on and have you talk about this episode. And yeah, well done for getting on a, a big episode as well. It's... I know, I'm surprised I got in. <laughs> <laughs> well... Mia, what accent do you want Dom to do Ravens in? It's always me. I, I would say Boston. <laughs> it's your role. But I don't think there's a way you can do a Boston accent because we just do the R's and... Yeah. Mate, what about... What about Scottish? I feel like I just want to hear it. Oh, we haven't done Scottish for a while. Yeah. Been a minute. Also, Dom, I realise it makes sense because I intro the episode and you outro the episode. So, right. no, that's fair enough. I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go for it and and the best Scottish accent I can do. <laughs> right, are you ready? We're going to do Ravens on three. They're very like a rolly kind of people as well. Right, here we go. One, two. I'm kidding. Three. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> Ravens. <laughs> Sound like you said Avon. <laughs> <laughs> <Ding-dong>, Avon. <laughs>